0: Welcome to another episode of Quest Me, your weekly review show of everything Star Wars. My name is Josh, and I'm your host, forever friend, and creator of the Twist My Arm Network. You can find us at twistmyarm.net for all the other shows that you like to listen to, Sudden But Inevitable, Best Flicks with Ricky D, Marvel Cannon Madness, and of course, this show, Quest Me. Um, This week, we are talking about episode two of Andor, or sorry, episode four of Andor, derp. Um, because they dropped the first three episodes last week, and that was a great episode. Um, so, without further ado, I should bring in the other people that are talking about episode four of Andor with me, the first one being my good friend and real-life hero. His name is Justin. How are you, sir? Pew. I'm good. How are you, man? Pew. (laughs) That was- Pew, pew, pew. That wasn't nearly as enthusiastic as it was last week.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm a little tired, but uh, like I, I'm I'm there, I'm there, I'm ready.
0: I get you. Anything crazy happened in a week?
1: No, just that little girl swim class was fun. Woo! <laughs> nice. That was so exciting. I'll tell you what.
0: God, you know you know how I learned how to swim. Uh, my yeah. my dad deflated one of the floaties and threw me in the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> he just said, "Kick, kick." <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of deflating, I've tried that. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. And speaking of deflating floaties and throwing them in the deep end, we have a new guest to quest me. His name is Hugh, and he's from the Nerd AF Podcast. How are you today, sir?
2: Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, my name's Hugh. Nerd AF Show. Glad to be here with you guys, and uh, thanks for having me. Heck yeah!
0: It's it's great to have you on for sure. You are a first timer on Quest Me, so it's always good mm-hmm. to have new friends come onto the show and talk about star wars with us um i i, I like to ask the guests this this one little thing but yeah. you're, you're obviously wearing a star wars shirt so you That's are fine, huh? you're, you're a little bit of a fan what mm-hmm. uh what first got you into star wars what was your first experience with star wars
2: yo can i say this real quick um my my parents are from jamaica and i started by by saying that because they were really big into the theater experience okay. and so I didn't go see a lot of things in theaters and like I missed a lot of like the pop culture real things like when I was a like just a young young kid so Star Wars wasn't really something that was in our house and like uh I remember the first time I was like in sixth grade I had an old an old friend uh, maybe fifth grade when phantom menace first came out i was like yo phantom menace is coming out it's star wars is back and he's like so hyped and i'm like what uh, star yeah. wars oh. <laughs> i'm like r2 who like like i was i was so out of it so my first introduction actually you know, my hate this is uh is uh misa jar jar binks and nice. the uh double-sided red lightsaber that was that was a cool part and yeah, I'm I'm, a, I'm kind of a prequels guy because of it. That's 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 where I'm from. But I've obviously seen all all nine now, plus uh, some of the other stuff as well. So, yeah. so you were um, a fan
0: of Obi Wan Kenobi then? That little mini series.
2: Yeah, I was definitely a fan of Obi Wan Kenobi. I'm a huge. Yeah. I, I like I like Hayden Christensen. I like you uh, and McGregor. Um, I liked all that. So I was a big fan of that one. Book of Boba not so much, but that one was a hit for me.
0: Heck yeah! I mean, Book of Bubble was, was good, but
2: <laughs>
0: what, Justin? You have
2: you have you seen uh, the Clone Wars, the cartoons? I've seen a little bit. Like I, uh, everyone talks about. It. I saw a little bit of the uh, final season when it first uh, came back to Disney Plus, and then my some of my friends have showing me. Like I guess you can just watch certain episodes and get the arcs. You know, yep, and yep. I, I'm planning to do that one of these days, but I haven't gotten to it. I, I I tried to do it like a couple of years back, and I just started from uh, you know, the pilot episode on and it just was moving kind of slow for me. It's like, no, you gotta watch it like this. So I'm gonna try and circle back to that, but no, nah, I haven't gotten into it. I'm the uh I'm the gaming nerd on my podcast. So I, I do a uh, few hello, Star Wars man. games. Like I loved uh the recent one from Respawn, uh I'm going to forget the name, but with Cal Kestis, oh, uh Fallen Order, Jedi oh. Fallen Order. That was yeah, fun. Yeah. Oh, and great. Then, uh, yeah, yeah, awesome one. I can't wait for the sequel. And nice. then Star Wars Battlefront. And then back in the day, did some pod racing as well. So uh, on the N64. So.
0: Oh, man, I'll whoop you on some pod racing. I got, no, race. I <laughs> got it for the Switch. <laughs> I got it on the Switch. I you love that game, switch. still. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, Hugh. It's really good to have you on. I'm super excited to, to talk about some Star Wars. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. Um, thank you, Phil, for dropping in. He says, woo, Hugh. What up, Phil? (laughs) Thanks for being here. Um, And that is for everyone else that's in the chat. If you want to hang out, just go ahead and uh, post some comments and we'll answer questions and, you know, it's good to see you. But anyway, so we're going to move on um, to episode four of Andor. It is called Aldani, which Aldani is the name of the planet that they spend most of the time on, most of their time on this episode. So the synopsis that I got from IMDb, because I didn't feel like writing my own today...
1: I love your own. Your own interpretation is so well worth it.
0: Okay, I'll do it next week for you. But this week... Thank you. Out of options, Cassian is recruited for a dangerous mission to infiltrate an Imperial garrison. Which is... there's There's a lot more going on than just that. I feel like we get a lot of exposition in this episode. There's just so many things happening all at once that this is kind of like it's like a bit of a Game of Thrones aspect. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so much happening, so many different storylines happening all at once that you're trying to keep up with everything. I mean, we were introduced to a ton of different, ton of new characters in this episode. We were introduced to some, a a new planet. Um, We saw some, gosh, just all sorts of different things. We saw, like, someone getting fired from the Empire. It was, it was pretty crazy, but i want to start out with this first scene because it starts off in their ship right in uh i i just call them scar ship because it's scars guard to me so so mm-hmm. lutheran lutheran okay lutheran I'm, rail, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna really try and remember that but <laughs> i have the hardest time with uh names and everything so it, this ship, though, I love it. I don't know what it... Oh, it's it's a Fondor Hallcraft is what it's called. Oh, I'm it looks
1: so cool.
0: Yeah, it's got the it's, sweet wings overhead, and like it looks like it has some cool guns. at the same time. Yeah, but then it's also got this computer in it that, to me, is a bit of a callback to Solo. Because in Solo, they put uh uh L... Whatever her name was the droid they put her consciousness in the Falcon and so the Falcon was able to like communicate with C3PO and Empire Strikes Back and it's like a big callback well this ship actually has like an AI on it that is talking to Lutheran and and Andor, and I thought that was really cool I got like super heavy like uh, what's that movie war games vibes. You know, would you like to play a game or like HAL 9000 vibes with this little robot talking to everyone? What did you guys think about ships now? Like, not only do we have conscious droids in K2SO and like R2D2, I would say, is a little Mm. conscious. He couldn't really, you couldn't really understand him, but like C3PO and stuff, like, they're like droids that can talk and stuff. What about ships now? Now they're throwing in this whole new curveball of ships. Hugh, what do you think about being able to communicate with.
2: A ship. No, I think it's really cool. Um, one of the details, I was gonna stick to the, the droid aspect though, uh, I really like about these new Star Wars is we're seeing a lot more layers go into all the characters, including like some of the machines, like like the droids. Um obviously characters like C3P always had like a a lot of talking, a lot of screen time and a lot of personality, but I love uh what's her name Mava I love their little droid that's always stuttering and always needs a a, a recharge it's the little trash um, can droid yeah yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, B2 emo, I also, yeah, B2 emo.
2: <laughs> he's like my spirit
0: droid <laughs> yes yeah, so oh. I,
2: I just I just love uh, what they've done to your point about ships I, I think it just adds another level of uh ways we can just appreciate what we're seeing on screen in terms of the Star Wars universe
0: yeah, I agree, Justin. What about you? What are What are your thoughts on a, a talking sentient ship? Well,
1: you said something that sort of got me a little sparked there. You said R two didn't have a, a personality. Oh, because he beeps and whirls. Yeah, those I, beeps and whirls mean something, man. Those beeps bad. and whirls do mean something. I mean,
2: you can <laughs> they definitely it's like understand body language. Yeah, my but I bad. feel like the newer I... droids. I don't know; these later droids feel speak to me a little bit more, literally, I guess
1: yeah i think they're sort of funny like the i feel like the show is trying to get the aspect of more k2so like from uh, rogue one like my wife likes star wars or likes that movie only because of the sassy robot (laughs) so she's only happy because the robot or the droids are like evolving for like i guess the watchers but like the ship's eyes i think it's cool like, it's a new aspect, so maybe we'll see it more, or they'll do like little plugs here and there, but I don't think it'll be a huge.
0: It's kind of taken the whole L3 thing to a Three new level. Ten. It's just taken her like, it's like, oh, we're going to just use that concept and completely run with it, and I like it, um, as long as it's not something that they constantly use or something, because it, it seems to me that, that Lutheran kind of like hacked his ship, I guess, and did this himself and and made this happen. So I would assume that this probably isn't something that we would see very often. And because I'm pretty sure everyone except for Cassian is gonna die (laughs) in this show, (laughs) I would assume the ship is probably gonna blow up at some point too. Because everything that we like, it's probably gonna go away in this. I mean, it is written <laughs> by Dan and Tony Gilroy, and they did Rogue One, and everybody died in Everyone that. Died. So <laughs> <laughs> I uh, could absolutely see that. Uh, speaking of of that, I forgot to mention this. This episode in particular was directed by Susanna White, who is doing this episode and the next three episodes of Andor. She didn't have very much on her, like uh background but she did do the the nanny mcphee returns movie so we're gonna see a lot more of this kind of style which i was i was impressed with this episode there was a lot of really good background shots there was a lot of really cool suspense shots and i feel like i feel like actors do really well because of directors and directors do really well because of actors and i see a lot of like just love being put into this show and I'm, I'm all for it. Um, so back on the ship, Skarsgård, sorry, Lutheran is definitely <laughs> one of my new favorite rebels, right? He is just, he commands respect basically. And he's like, we're gonna do something awesome. And I'm gonna swear I'm going to say bastard and ass. And that never happens in Star Wars. Um, but I think it, at this point in the episode, to me, like when I was first watching this episode, I was like, oh, geez, Phil says Mon Mothma will, will be okay. You're absolutely right. Mon Mothma will survive. Um, but for me, I, I I kind of wasn't trusting Lutheran as much at the beginning here, especially when they land and he starts talking to Vel. Vel. And there he's like kind of being really shady about stuff. And like, what did, what did you guys think of, of that? Were you on that same kind of train? Justin, were you like a little distrusting of Lutheran at this point? Or were you like, nope, we're good. I can, I'm, I'm good with this guy.
1: Oh, I, I was totally down with him. I, I thought he was like the, uh, what was the analogy I used last week? And I'm going to mess it up the Q or the M to 007.
2: Yeah. Q oh yeah
1: hugh, yeah, yeah. Like, i just knew right away like that guy's the he runs his outfit but you can't really pinpoint him
2: oh no m rums and rums it
1: all right yeah. there you go it's
2: she's, the, she's the leader yeah. yeah
1: yeah he assigns the missions he's the one who drops the insurgent here or there like he, he's the boss okay but yeah
2: I've, I've always trusted him
0: all right what about you hugh were you no trusting, or you
2: I, uh, I was thrown off. Like, at first, after episode three, The Reckoning, like, yeah, I fully trust this guy. He's, he has a good head on his shoulders and knows all about this dude. Uh, but then he says that line to Vel about, like, and if he messes up, he's expendable. That's the beauty of renting him, right? I'm like, yo, I thought you were invested. Like, and that's yeah. a that's a part of it that we, uh, we as the audience get to see. So I'm wondering if they'll kind of build off that. And really, this... Uh, that maybe rail is just more into it just for the greater good and each individual piece is just kind of expendable i don't know but
0: i i mean i'm 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 hoping so i'm hoping it's nothing like he's he's working a different angle i think he's gonna be more of like this series saw guerrera where he's a Mm -hmm. little more extreme um i mean we're gonna see saw at some point (laughs) we're gonna see saw but we're gonna see him at some point in this series so there could be something there where they're they're just part of the extremist group and mon mothma is more trying to reel them in um which would make sense but again like there were some things at the beginning of this episode where i'm like "Eh, i don't really know how i feel about this guy is he ex-empire is he working with the empire maybe trying to infiltrate something but then obviously we get further into things and we see a little bit more
2: um hey can i interject real quick yeah yeah go for it um real quick question Uh my podcast is explicit am i allowed to cuss on here like oh yeah 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 go for it i may have just yeah. let one slip okay. like i was just trying yo. to replay it in my mind I'm Like <laughs> nope, <you're> yo. fine. <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> you're all
0: good um i'm pretty sure everyone in the chat is okay with it too if anyone in the chat is not okay with swearing I'm off. fucking sorry. <laughs> 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 oh. Um, so so, what what's up? I was year?
1: gonna bring up like the, your point that you made when he said he the Andor is like expendable. I I sort of viewed that more as a like a a negotiation point in his favor, like he. He, he had value on him and it's been placed like a whole kyber crystal i thought was really meaningful mm. but that that was just the selling point that I, that I thought
0: i loved the kyber crystal aspect again there's there was a lot of easter eggs and like callbacks oh, in this episode to a bunch of different things and the kyber crystal obviously is a callback to rogue one um and and yeah there's 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 a lot more going on with this guy than I think meets the eye, and I'm excited to see what that is. Um, the next character we get introduced to is Vel, who is let me get my notes out here. She is played by Faye Marsay, who was the Waif in Game of Thrones. If you guys watched Game of Thrones, she yeah, was the yeah. one that would that trained Arya Stark to not have a name, um, or she was one of those one of those girls. So. Um, She's way different in this, for sure. Yeah. She's she's a little more hardcore in this. I mean, she was hardcore in Game of Thrones, too. But she's, like, just more stone-faced, like, weathered, I guess. Like, been fighting for way too long. And I kind of like her attitude. She's just like, she's like, shut up, Cass. Or what is it? Clem. Shut up, Clem. Also, can we talk about the name Clem really quick? (laughs) What's that all about? Justin, what would you uh, what would your fake name be if you were in Star Wars and Lu- Lutheran just asked you what you wanted your name to be? What would you choose?
1: Jackson. J a x o n. I've always thought it was ass. Oh like God. Jackson Darklighter, Lighter.
0: <laughs> dark
2: oh what about you, Hugh? Hugh the Hut, like just like. hundred percent. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man oh that's amazing i might blurt out something like quick like clem too i don't
0: know right he was probably just nervous he's like just like uh... my hands are clammy uh clem (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I, you're right justin i would probably pick something like that too like dash i'd go with dash i'm like tiny and fast Uh, but yeah, what a weird name to pick, Clem. Um, I liked the the whole her, talk, like taking Clem up this mountain and basically just telling him shut up and just move. We need to get out of this area because there's shit everywhere. Like, and and we saw that with the Tie Fighters flying over. This is, I think, this is the first time we see Tie Fighters in this show, right?
2: I think so. Yeah. yeah.
0: And how cool is that? Hide behind this rock. Kind of reminded me of Lord <laughs> of the Rings, a little bit.
2: Old oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, were the right they?
0: Rights. I guess I didn't really notice. Were they normal? They were just normal Tie Fighters, right? They didn't have any like special colors or anything on them. Uh, I guess I should have looked at that.
1: No, they were totally just standard issue. No, see, and I mean, and I here's
0: think... here's Phil again, being all smart and stuff. He named himself after his mom's old partner. Makes sense. That makes so much more sense now. The guy that found him when he was young on the ship. God. Thanks, <laughs> Phil. You're Always coming, coming in. in clutch. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also he also agreed with us. Uh he said he thought calling Cassian disposable was a way of convincing the rest of the cell that he was cool. Mm. So, that makes sense. Um So let's move i want want to get into this little imperial chat that that we get to see um because obviously we we get a lot more on on the planet uh aldani um Mm -hmm. we can you know we'll we'll get to the little band of rebels in a little bit um i really am excited to talk about we're on coruscant we go to coruscant yes yeah Um, we're excited what
1: you're excited for that. I'm I'm happy about new planets. Give me new ones,
2: dude. I, that's really like prequel <laughs> central.
1: Like, <laughs> well, Coruscant wonder, is like the head of the galaxy. I get capital, that. Yeah.
0: And okay, in the prequels, we've seen seen it a lot, but like we haven't seen it in shows like this. And we see a little bit of the Coruscant underground as well, because we see uh I, I call him uh, Gabe from the office. The guy, I keep calling Karn? him Gabe. No, nah, the, the the guy that gets fired in this episode. Like, he oh, was yeah, 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 yeah. the one that led the group. Okay, okay, yeah. Zero, I just keep yeah. calling him Gabe because he reminds Gabe. me of that. That's cool. <laughs> the, <laughs> zero,
1: the loser in Archer. No,
0: no, no, no. No. But, um, so... <laughs> Anyway, back to this meeting there. It's it's a meeting with the what, what do they call it? The ISB, the Imperial Security Bu- Bureau, Bureau, I wrote that down somewhere. Where did all my notes go? Um, I'm sorry, this will be edited out. <laughs> Here it is Imperial Security Bureau. Um, it's a really sweet circle. Of people like we saw in like a new hope you'd see those like circular meetings with all the Imperials so they're already like adapting to that it's that right. far into the Empire that they've adjusted to their weird fascist ways Um, but the coolest thing about this scene I think is we get to actually see how much these people believe that they are right how much that they think what they're doing is okay and the the biggest part of that is is the the head of this um who is also from game of thrones Kyber was yeah yeah and he um his name is uh anton lesser. anton lesser yeah and he's major Parta- partagas partagas partegas gonna say Parteg is I think is his name but um, but he's the, the leader and he's he's pretty menacing but in like a weird nice way you know and I, and I like him um, but I, I loved his description of what these guys actually do there you know he said um, I don't want to give too much of it away because it is one of our segments later but he's basically talking about how the ISB clears up the sickness that's out there and referring to the sickness as people that don't fall in line. And it's such a, such a, like a good way of showing that that again, the empire believes in what they're doing, you know? Um, I had a question here on, on that subject. Um, where was it? What? Oh, It was basically the feelings you guys got during this scene. Like when when he's talking about that whole sickness, I was like, oh my, that kind of makes me feel dirty. You know, like watching this and kind of like at first I was like, all right, we're in this cool meeting. This is great. And then you're like, oh, God, they're trying to clear people out. I don't feel very good after listening to that. Like after hearing this whole Imperial speech, what were you guys like? Where were you at? Hugh, let's start with you
2: um it's it's crazy you say that because i think it plays into the whole uh speech from i think it was last episode the reckoning talking about uh just how sure these guys are that they're right and they could never believe that someone could infiltrate them I know we'll talk about a little later and you know uh, spitting their food take their stuff um it's just this show has done a fantastic job across the board of showing the empire, the empires' airs um, in just subtle ways through dialogue, um, even through you can kind of see parallels to uh, the corporals that get fired in the way they approach the situation as well. Um, that I think that's really the strength of this show is just kind of the down-to-earth um, dialogue that really exposes. Um, a lot of the context and meaning behind what these, um, yeah, just as Phil says, just walk in and pretend you belong. Uh, uh, context and meaning behind uh, <clears throat> the conflict between the rebellion and the Empire. Yeah.
0: Justin, what about you? I know you're a fan of the Empire.
1: Oh, I love the bad guys. <laughs> so I, I'm mixed about the speech, like from a objective point of view like i felt like it almost sort of like pumped me up i hate to say it but like being a healthcare provider and the rest of the speech i'm like oh yeah let's go come on and then like once you got context of what he was really speaking about it's horrible it's absolutely horrible right so i saw it from like two point of view or two point of views but overall like the it's nice to see star wars actually get really good writing that's a, a pleasant change to see.
0: Yeah, and like this whole episode was filled with a bunch of good writing, good good dialogue to this episode. I know Hugh and I were talking about it a couple days ago, just it was basically all dialogue. That's all this all this was. <laughs> um did you guys catch the Rogue One reference at the end of this scene? Scarf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> he uh uh the major Port Portagas, Portagas says Mm. um he says and what report do you have and looks over this guy and he's like we need an increase in construction because of shipments going to scarif or something increase in protection for the construction shipments going to scarif and you're like oh oh there (laughs) it is (laughs) so they're i think they're gonna go back to Scarif or they're gonna be on Scarif at some point in time in this series um I still am a full believer that K2SO the whole point of this series is for Andor to find K2SO and the end is going (coughs) to be happening like the last maybe two episodes is going to be them finding each other, Um, which will be super fun because then Alan Tudyk will be back. And I love that guy. He is incredible. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Do you guys have any anything you want to cover right now before we go any farther? Have we missed anything? Or
1: uh, just got a little bit of a prediction.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. So that that loser officer Cyril, right? <laughs> Cyril um, Figus. Cyril. <laughs> I, I feel like uh, him getting like fired and scorned from the this uh, em- the empire. He's gonna be like the spark of the uh, rebe- rebellion at that planet. You think he's just gonna say? Go
0: ahead. No, 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 no. I was gonna let you finish. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, I, I was just thinking like he, the the empire said like you're under our our jurisdiction and full control. No longer third like uh, what contracting this out. So their planet's going to be shit on, pretty much. And I feel like he realized this is all his fault, and he wants his planet to have a better uh, way of life, and so he's going to be that little spark. And then full circle, get back with uh, uh, Andor when he's uh, placed as an insurgent there.
0: Hmm. Well, I have a little bit different of a prediction with that guy. Um, Because it was... So, he went back home to Coruscant. Like, I'm pretty sure that where he went was Coruscant to go live with his mom. Mm -hmm. Oh. And so, I think that he might try and go, like, go rogue on it. Like, I just got fired, but I'm gonna earn my job back by solving this case on my own. Mm. And then end up, Kind of foiling whatever Andor is doing. Like, did you watch the new season of Stranger Things? Did Did you I guys did. watch that? You, you remember the basketball player that kept Man. chasing him around? The like, the dude that that thought what's his name killed his sister, and so he kept chasing the kids around the whole time. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like that's what. That's, crazy. Yeah, that's what Cyril's gonna be. Is that nuisance? The guy that just shows Sorry. up at random points to ruin the day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there you go, Phil. There you go, Phil. But there you go. Okay, so <laughs> Phil agrees with you, and most of the time Phil is right. So, right. all right, I guess. So. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, Phil's uh, kind of.
2: I agree with Justin as well. Um, I think that's that's the way it's going. Uh, one of the clips I was gonna send you, uh, Josh, was from episode two. Was his speech uh, in front of the, uh, oh, the yeah. corporate, where like, he's just <laughs> he's just shaking. this innocent newbie. <laughs> You know, <laughs> trying to fit a role that he doesn't belong in. I think it hints that there's a little bit of, like, uh, there's a redemption arc in there for him somewhere. Because um, there are there's some noble things that he says. I think, like, uh, the greatest kind of injustice is, to, is just to stand by and do nothing. I'm paraphrasing it. But um,
0: yeah, I think,
2: I think, yeah, I think Justin's on to something. It's one of those things that once you, you see it, you can't unsee it, so...
0: And it could be uh, an accidental thing too, where he ends up running into Mon Mothma, or he runs into right. Lutheran and then they hire him for something, and he ends up working with Andor on some random job. I, I okay, all right, all right. Yeah. I'm we'll still see. gonna we'll stick see. by my prediction yeah. that he's gonna turn into some rogue, and that'd be fun. But I do, I can, I I can do see like that it. though too. I do like it.
1: Welcome to the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is
2: Aaron. What up, what up? Each week, we'll explore the classics of the horror and sci-fi genre with a little comedic twist. We will ask those important questions
0: like, why don't they get out of the haunted house the first time they see the ghost or
1: the demon? Why do people feel like, hey, there's been a spooky disappearance, but I'm going to investigate myself, even though I have no investigative background?
0: Or, why didn't I realize I was dead the whole time?
1: These important questions and many others we will get to the bottom of. So check us out each week at the podcast that wouldn't die.
0: Be there or be square. So that's actually the the next scene, basically, is all the all the ISB agents going to this planet, um, which which was more more Lana one is the planet. Um, And basically, the guy just fires everyone. He stands everyone up. And I love I love the one guy. He's like, I didn't even do anything like some (laughs) little kid. And and the Imperial is like, clearly you did. So shut up. (laughs) You're demoted you're fired you don't say anything like he was just all business in that thing and it was it was a lot of fun to see the the children come out in that guy um I, what did i say oh my notes these logan's run guards are just getting lambasted by the empire so yeah <laughs> he, he really really <laughs> digs into their incompetence which was which was pretty cool um and and to me, I mean, honestly, I, I feel like those guys needed maybe a little bit more stability in their lives as far as, like, security goes. <laughs> and maybe not necessarily the Empire, but, like, maybe some new leadership here and there, you know? Um yeah. <laughs>
1: not that top flight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: And then, then we also find out De- Deidre, De- Deidre, Deidre, Deidre. Um, who is played by Denise go she actually has a good amount of video game credits She was in the Witcher 3 and she was, and she was in the 2015 Star Wars Battlefront as a voice actor and then she's also slated to be in the unnamed Game of Thrones prequel series it's coming out sometime um, But she's I like her I think she's a lot of she's got like some some good spirit, you know and I think she's a lieutenant. I'm pretty sure that um, that Partegas calls her lieutenant at some point. But we never really – I don't know. She's got – I think she has two little two little dots on her chest or two little squares on her chest. I don't really know what that means in Star Wars. Do you, Justin? No clue. Okay, yeah. Some uh, kind of either. Some nerd we are. Jeez. <laughs> um. But I, I like her, the fact that the Pathfinder or the, the Starfinder, whatever that was called, I like that that was hers. And then now she has this purpose of finding out what it is. See, now this is where my prediction, like I think that she's going to join Andor at some point as well. I think she's going to leave the Empire and end up being on Cassian's side. Like this is, to, to me, she like with that whole uh, meeting at the end, with um her and what was the the other guy the guy's the guy that fired Gabe and like got all angry at 11 11 yeah. Yes that's his name. Yeah. Um but he's there with uh god man all these names are killing me dude. game of you weren't kidding man. <laughs> Partagas is there right? <laughs> and she's there and he's there and and she's <laughs> she's <laughs> she's like i need all the files on this planet and he's like no and she goes but why and so i think she's going to be a little bit more scorned by the empire as well and kind of find her way into andor's little regime um what did you guys think of the little band of rebels justin
1: with the little like the the five people team yes Yes. The Shepherds? Oh
0: <laughs> right scheme, Terraman, Nemec, I, I and Nemic. I feel Sinta. like they're about to
1: get murked, man. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Like I don't know how they're gonna pull this off, but somehow they may all die and Andor lives.
0: They're, they're the red shirts be, for sure. Yeah. They're
1: they're the they're the cannon fodder.
0: <laughs> the Bantha fodder, Murph- you mean? <laughs>
2: Ooh. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
0: What about you, Hugh? What do you think about these guys? I really like Nemec for one. I think he's just
2: adorable. Well, he was the only nice one, right? Like, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know, man. I was. I'm still just kind of blown away about uh just the idea of like shepherds in Star Wars. It's just kind of, it's just kind of weird to me. Um. I know we've seen kind of remote places like on Tatooine, and you know we see it on other planets, but one of the things this show does real well for me is just kind of bring it all down to earth. It's not super flashy. It's not super show. And so the idea that it really drives home, the idea that these are just regular people, like it's right. not your heroes, not your Han solos, your, your, uh, your layers, your Luke's, it's just regular people who start a rebellion. And so I didn't take much into it, but like, I just, I, it kind of mesh with the whole groove of what we've been seeing with the show. Uh, especially like, uh, the people who we saw in Ferris. like I, I saw the same thing just different vocation and different climate and you know culture right so. right just
0: real gritty real real right like, real it's just real basically right it's very real um and Nemec, I again i i love that guy and he uh did you see him like when they're describing the plan later on and and they're like <laughs> placing all the different dungeons and dragons pieces on the board on the playing board <laughs> And he's like be careful with that one she always breaks it and like takes it all carefully and puts it in his box oh, like these are my <laughs> toys don't mess with them that's me that's me right there and i can relate to nemec and i'm never gonna remember his name <laughs> <laughs> um but he's played by alex lawther who was in the imitation game and some black mirror and he was also in the end of the fucking world two looks like season two so i liked him the other guys i think they're a little more i think the other three are a little more cannon fodder than nemec i think nemec will um stay around for a little while and then he's gonna be like that he's gonna be that hero that goes out on and it's gonna be all emotional you know what i mean because we're gonna grow to love that guy and his toys.
2: This this sounds like a wish list. <laughs> I don't Kinda. think that's happening. <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. <laughs> we'll have to is. see.
0: <laughs> Phil says we need his buddy Matt. He's the Imperial <laughs> Officer cosplay guy, so he is more up on rank insignias. We do need Matt for sure. Chip Jeremy says keep them precious toys mint. Hello, Jeremy. Thanks for coming in. Um, okay, so we're at this meeting. I guess we're not really at this meeting. We're just kind of bouncing all over the place, aren't we? Um
1: The episode bounces around.
0: It does. Hey, we're okay. <laughs> and and I guess yeah, we could we could kind of talk about the plan, the whole robbery plan. Uh, uh Hugh, what do you think about this plan?
2: <laughs> I mean, I like that there's. It's a big old heist. I like that they're building this. I, uh, it, it gives me sort of Rogue One vibes if we're talking about uh, things that kind of call back uh, Easter eggs, if you will. Uh, but it, I don't know. It seems like a very Star Wars plan. You know, it's Suicide Run, of course, and Andor's Eleven. Yo.
0: yo, <laughs> no, You gotta that, stop, bro. That's, that's, that's the new name of this episode. That's the new name of this episode. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> But that's it it, it's,
2: it just seems screams typical Star Wars to me. Oh, it's a suicide run, except this like once every seven years uh, <laughs> meteor shower is coming. That's going to give us the perfect, and you know all hell is going to break loose once they actually. Do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, like like finally some Star Wars, you know, some that 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 vintage, right. you know. Well,
0: that's got to be the best part about writing a show like this. Like, okay, we need right. something completely ridiculous for them to have <laughs> to deal with right oh it's going to be a, a sick meteor shower that happens once every three years in the media but the meteors they explode man they just blow up out of nowhere and it's going to be not
1: your eyes will just melt this guy is falling yeah. but it's not
0: i would love to be a fly on the wall in those writing rooms because i think they would be so much fun justin what do you think about the plan
1: Oh, it's gonna fall to shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It'll go like
1: smoothly the first two steps when they actually infiltrate and then once they get inside and they don't know what the hell they're doing the 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 everyone's gonna be tripping balls looking at the visuals outside. <laughs> <laughs> and they're too distracted to continue. You're not wrong.
0: <laughs> You're not wrong, sir. i I agree. I mean it, and they're they're flying what a freighter, Cassian said. Or Clem. Yes. Sorry, Clem. He, Clem. He's like, I can fly it. It's not really like meant for that, but okay. <laughs> so it's going to be very interesting for sure. Um, and I think a lot of the characters that we've been introduced to in this episode are going to be gone <laughs> in the next oh, episode. Yes. So, you know, you win some, you lose some, I guess. Um. So, yeah, the plan, I don't know. I kind of wish that or, or at least maybe I'm hoping that there's a a bigger spectacle cuz this is going to be a big spectacle right like this is going to be our mid-season finale I would say cuz I think there's what 12 episodes of Andor and so I would say we're going to get some more more action and plan in this next episode and then like a that that not not a finale per se but it'll be like that act 2 um ending and it's going to be really epic. But then act three is probably going to be a lot crazier. So I'm excited for all of this show. The more we talk about this show and and meteors exploding, I'm just pumped to see it <laughs> so, all.
2: Real quick here. Quick question. You guys think it's just going to be like because episodes one through three were its own arc. You think four, five, yeah. six is going to be and then, then seven, eight, nine and then, you know, ten, 10 eleven, twelve. If I can count right. Um, you think it's all just going to be like three episode shows like that? Like, do you like that kind of pacing? Like,
0: I'm okay. I'm used to it, especially with like, uh, Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff. Okay. Okay. They do those kind of story arcs all the time. Um, I like it a little bit more than I, than the one off one shoot episodes with like Mandalorian. Okay. Or, um what else had one of the i i guess it's just mandalorian mandalorian is uh, like the best property they have but right. season 2 definitely had some episodes where you're like eh nothing happened <laughs> right 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 and so no, I, I i like that there's something building in each one
2: basically I don't know. For me, it throws it off because like getting off of reckoning, like I'm ready to go. It's such a high point. I'm ready for that action. Then like reset, like every like we got to go back to exposition. I'm like, I don't know. I'm very intrigued to see how this continues, but I would not be surprised if I ended up not in it as much.
0: As long as it's not like House of Dragon where they just introduce brand new characters every single episode and the story changes every single episode, I'll be cool Time with jump. It. <laughs> Yeah, get out of here. Really disappointed in that show. Justin, what do you think see, about the three star- the three episode arc? Are you cool with that? I
1: I, I agree with Phil that he, he states the the trilogy structure suits Star Wars. I, I love that like <laughs> phrase, but absolutely like uh to see Something build up to this ending arc, and then have it fulfill and watch it uh, fully play out is so fun to me. Uh, I feel like there this arc will finish like around six, like you predict, right. and then we'll hop into another like planet who who needs help, and then boom, throw Andor in. So it's it's exciting to see what this will play out to, just especially with this uh, almost uh, three episode
0: arc. Well the, the three episode thing would make sense the first uh the first three episodes were all directed by Tony Gilroy. These next three episodes are all directed by Susanna white, so I'm mm-hmm. assuming that they probably did give her some sort of story arc to to do and then just i don't I don't know who all the other directors are. I guess I could look it up um but I would think that. If they're sticking with that, we're gonna see a different director for each arc and then we'll, and we'll arcs, basically yeah. know. Yeah. Um I guess we'll see how it goes. You know, I'm thoroughly enjoying the show s- still. Um, even though this episode had a had a lot of exposition, we still we went to some some cool planets. We right. got to kind of get into the nitty gritty of the Empire and what they're actually doing to planets. Um, we saw Coruscant. We got to see like apartment buildings in Coruscant, you know, like C- Cyril had to take the elevator all the way down to right. the bottom of Coruscant. And I I like that. I We were supposed to get that show years ago that was going to be about bounty hunters in the belly of Coruscant, basically in like the, the underground. And that was going to be really fun. And then Lucas sold to Disney and so they scrapped all those plans. Um, and you know what? It might have been a a game actually i think it was a video game that was going to come out that was supposed to be a... like
1: 1801 or something yeah like it was that. a number it was something oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah now i remember yeah
0: um but it was i was really excited for that because i love coruscant i and i'm a big city guy though you know i i love denver i love chicago i love san francisco i love LA. i want to go to new york like all, all those places like they're i love big cities and so right. seeing a planet-sized city is really cool to me (laughs) um let's see notes notes so justin do you have anything else that we've skipped past that you want to make sure that we talk about
1: no i think we're good i'm just excited for the segments
0: oh for the segments okay hugh what about you do you have any notes or anything that we maybe have skipped past i know we do have like two other things to talk about but before we get into modern No
2: uh you've you've hit it all
0: cool so the one of the most intriguing scenes and one of the best scenes of this was lutheran meeting up with mon mothma in his little shop like what what the hell is this guy is he just a fancy arts dealer i love it and if he's a fancy arts dealer are we gonna see thron is hashtag thron coming because if he deals fancy arts, and the imperials are taking over, and they're all over the place, would we possibly see a thron? Yeah. No, that's just that's just wishful thinking. But
1: I, yeah, that, I like that <laughs> that prediction. I would love to see Thrawn, but no, no, we won't.
0: Um, he's an antiquarian. I don't know what that means. <laughs> He, he likes antiques? Oh, okay. antiquarian. That makes sense. I think sense. that's what that means. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know. Did he, he... That's so weird. I, I got, like... Now that he... Like, we know he's, like, a antiques dealer or art dealer. Like, that makes me even think that he is crooked now. Like, w- that is... Like, it, I, I hear not, that and I'm thinking, like, Russian mob. He's he's crooked.
2: Is he, though? that oh, cover, right? Like... That whole thing, like I took it that it was all of a facade. Like he just does that yeah. to meet with them. Like that's not really who he is. I don't know.
0: I would. I think that he's probably made a ton of money doing that, and he just right. hates the empire and wants to do something about it. And so mm. he's probably got senators and stuff that are always coming into his area. And I would. I, I. mean, I'm. I'm hoping we get to see a little backstory there, how Mon Mothma and him met, and how they like came to be buddy buddy because i really really like um this scene and how they talk to each other and how they're just so covert and they like even the assistant is in on it you know cuz she distracts the bodyguard or the driver and just so they can go into the back and talk hey roy thanks for thanks for popping in um yeah i i was really a little more confused i think after this about lutheran because, like, okay, he's obviously working for something good. But how is he doing it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is it, is it gonna, mm, uh, um, anyway, speaking of Mon Mothma, awesome. What did you guys think of Mon Mothma? Uh, I think it's a, obviously it's a new actress. Um, I should have wrote this down. I can't believe I didn't. But, Justin, initial thoughts of seeing Mon Mothma for the first time? in this
1: i thought it she was strangely hot in a weird way
0: well she is younger <laughs> i guess
2: <laughs> it was one of those
1: things i, I don't know if, like i was looking at her i'm like she's just sort of weird
2: but she's sort of hot i don't know okay uh right. she uh her name is genevieve o'reilly is the, is the oh, actress thank you and thank uh you. she was also in rebels right i think she was I don't know if she's in Mon there. Mothma though.
0: She was she was Mon Mothma in Rogue One. Okay, okay. So So she was Mon Mothma before and she okay, was yep, yep. she was the voice of Mon Mothma in Rebels. So she is Mon Mothma basically. And that's great cuz if we're going to do any more of these prequel stories or even things in between mm. you know saga stories then she's going to most likely be involved. What did you think about this this initial because this is the beginning stages of the rebellion so like right. she's not all confident yet she hasn't she's kind of like uptight she's a little worried right now but she also plays it off really well what what are your thoughts of of mon mothma and her i would say even extend onto her scene with her is that her husband
2: uh, yeah i think it is I, I loved how they set up how the empire is uh you know slowly closing in on her like you know, the people at the bank change. She can't make the same moves anymore. Like, like, you know, was it you who said the slow road to autocracy earlier in the in the podcast? Or is that the actual like like have that in my mind for some from some. I don't time. think I, don't I said that. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. But like, yeah, you kind of see this uh the Empire slowly like, you know, bearing down on her. I like how the scene, uh the way they did it in the shop really highlights and accentuates the urgency of the situation and how like dangerous things are becoming uh, for her and Kurosawa. Um So I thought it was really well done for the time they had, as we said, to jump and do all these stories and all this explanation. Um They're going to have to use a, make effective use of dialogue and they've done it here again.
0: Yeah, and just that whole scene with her, like, you're really seeing her struggle to to do what's right, you know, and and you can see it when she's discussing with her her husband, like, right. about what he'd done, you know. It's it's really it's it's really cool, and that again segments segments because we got some cool stuff for segments. But <laughs> do you guys have any other notes before we move on to that part of the episode? Justin. No. Hugh. No. No. Okay. Nope. Okay. Um. So. I did want to bring up a little thing. At the Coruscant Spaceport, when Gabe was getting off of his flight to go see his mommy, um, they mentioned three planets, which was really cool. They mentioned Hosnian Prime, which was the capital of the New Republic in the sequel trilogy. They mentioned Plexus, which is a Legends planet that is now a canon planet. Um, It was first mentioned in the Bounty Hunter Code, from the Files of Boba Fett book. And then they also mentioned Euphornus Major. It's uh, mentioned in just some smaller books, but there's your new planets, Justin. I wanted to make sure that you knew that we did get some new planets in this episode. Appreciate it.
1: <laughs> Got that knowledge. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and other than that, I believe we are ready for segments. You guys ready for segments? I'm ready. Yeah. Cool. So we, like I said last week, we we did all four of our segments, um, for the for the season premiere. But for the rest of the season, Justin and I are picking one segment, and then our wonderful guest is picking the other segment. So this week, Hugh decided to pick one chimers for his segment, and then the other shot or the other segment that we're doing is the one that we're starting with, which is. right it is the part of the show where we talk about our favorite scene still shot whatever you want to say from the episode we are gonna start with our guest hugh and your shot comes in at the 19 minute and 33 second mark tell us why you liked this shot
2: uh brings a smile every time i see it uh really it just shows uh you've been calling him St- uh, stellan Skarsgård all night it just shows his depth i love this uh i love this scene heating into character you're seeing him just kind of uh put on the wig and then don a uh just just kind of a, a personality to go along with it uh and i just really loved it from him transitioning to uh, the Lutheran we've seen so far, which is just just rigid badass, who inspires leadership, to this arts dealer, <laughs> like yeah, uh, ready ready to mingle. Uh, I love
0: it. I love how he puts on he puts on this whole costume and then puts on a face too. <laughs> like he really puts on the whole thing. You know, it was it's
1: like uh, watching. The reverse of Mister Rogers. <laughs> yeah. God. Instead of instead of Mister Rogers taking everything off, it's him just putting it on, looking all baller, getting ready to get in character.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. He also I...
2: weirdly looks like a, a chubbier Palpatine than me in this scene. I don't know. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I can totally see it. I, totally see it.
1: <laughs>
0: I also, I mean, I I also get like Star Wars Lebowski vibes with that robe that he's yeah. wearing. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, that's an excellent pick. I, uh, I really, <laughs> really like that one. Justin, your pick comes in at the 9 minute and 58 second mark. Tell us about this shot.
2: Uh,
1: it, that, that's uh, just the, the binocular vision enhancement of the old lenses. It, it's a callback from uh, Empire Strikes Back for me when Han's looking into the, uh, the ocean is of uh, snow and this scene right there just brings it back i like i have it up on the my computer and it's very very close yeah but it's digital it's raw it's gritty and it's supposed to like like look like i guess that 70s vision
0: it's also the obligatory binocular shot for every star wars anything ever damn true (laughs) there's got to be at least one right but but you're right i mean it all starts, like, for me, it takes me back to A New Hope when Luke is looking through the binoc- the binoculars into the desert trying to find R2. So it's very, very much like a, a callback to, you know, the 70s and, and all that good stuff. Excellent, excellent pick. It's also, I love seeing, it kind of looks like a, a Luke Luke Skywalker callback there from octu mm-hmm. you know? A little bit. A little bit, com- coming down the hill in his little robe he's this is him it, when he was going down to find his lightsaber that's what's going on he's climbing down the mountain to go find his lightsaber that he threw over his shoulder <laughs> that would be my guess anyway to throw this down the hill um excellent pick so my shot is at the 31 minute and 49 second mark that i like i said i love cities and stuff right so mm-hmm. this is I, went, I scrubbed this episode so many times trying to find the best shot that I could find. And I really, really liked the um, the fancy-ass car with the extremely huge city backdrop. And I, I, I can't get enough of it. I want that toy. I want whatever vehicle that is <laughs> to put into my collection because it is sweet it's it's a lot like the uh car that han drove in solo i think um in, in the opening shot of solo the yeah when that when he does like the he tries to go tries to go sure in between the walls <laughs> or whatever yeah <laughs> try to pull a fast and furious and like failed mm-hmm. miserable no he he made it right i think he made it but either See,
1: way it, it sort of looks like a star wars version of the lincoln like an old school lincoln right Right, like, it's a,
0: awesome. like a, I don't know, the the fancy car for Senators, basically, you know? It's probably got, like... <laughs> the Kennedy car? Yeah, but it's got laser-proof glass and, like, whatever. <laughs> but, <laughs> anyway, great picks, guys. Um, I, I really do like that segment um, for our show, so we're going to definitely do more of those. The one segment that we're leaving out this week is Boba's Bounty, which... Is okay. Maybe next week we'll do it. Maybe not. Who knows? But the next segment that we got going on is. It's that part of the show where we talk about our favorite line of dialogue. In the episode it's called one chimers thanks again justin for the excellent name i couldn't i couldn't think of one for this and he just texted me one day what about One Chimer's?" and i was like whoa yes <laughs> so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna continue in the same order that we went for the sarlacc killer scene and we're gonna do we're gonna play hughes uh hughes shot or er, Hughes, one-chimer. First, um, both of ours are a little bit longer, so just be prepared for that. But they are really, really, really good sets of dialogue. So let's go with Hughes. Here we go. We should find some Gorman guests for tonight and see how amused they are. Your fun friends just cut off their shipping lanes yesterday. Do you know how many will starve? Uh, Perhaps we can laugh about it over the third course.
2: Perhaps you should have a rest.
0: If you make me pay attention, I will, and you won't be happy. Don't do this again. There's a rumor you bought me a present.
2: It's going back. Must everything be boring and sad? So, um, first of all, it's incredible. I want to start with that ending line. Must everything be boring and sad? I almost think it's like a play on the show, if you will. Like, <laughs> it's a Star Wars show. Like, uh, and but it's, it, it doesn't always have the level of action nor effects almost as we are used to seeing in, in Star Wars. Like we talked earlier about seeing the TIE fighter come in. And so it's like, is that the first time seeing a TIE fire fighter? Whereas other shows, other movies, you might see that all the time. I think, uh, again, keeping in the theme of being down to earth, gritty. I love it. Um, going back to the uh, comment about shipping lines, and we can laugh over it uh, after the, at the third course. I, I think it just, again, shows the strength of the writing of this show. Um, I think this does a better job of setting up the dichotomy between, like, kind of the haves and the haves-nots than that whole kind of casino arc in Return of the Jedi. Like, I know it's a, it's pretty criticized, but I think I get a stronger feel for the dichotomy there between, uh, you know, the upper and lower classes or even just the rebellion in the Empire in this scene just through the words that uh my says i I truly loved it was blown away
0: i agree with with all of that and i I loved her just again this is where you're seeing why she wants to do what she does later on because she's actually she cares about the people the reason she's in power is to actually help people and and do things for people you know And, and and i i'm kind of excited to see this this dinner scene i hope we get to see it in the next episode Cause it's right. gonna be very interesting to see which leaders are there and like, you know how other people feel about the empire and stuff like that. <laughs> so it's gonna be very interesting. Great, great pick. Um, let's catch up a little bit on the live chat here. Uh, Phil says one binocular shot, one Wilhelm scream, and one I've got a bad feeling about this. And Star Wars is complete. He also said the Star <laughs> Wars Rolls Royce, and then he <laughs> commented on your clip a little bit of internal critique. He likes it so moving Thank on to feel? Justin's yeah, yeah moving on to Justin's one chimer here we go we are health care providers we treat sickness we identify symptoms we locate germs whether they arise from within or have come from the outside the longer we wait to identify a disorder the harder it is to treat the disease do you understand my meaning Legret?
1: oh lord so this was very, very funny to me. Uh, it reminded me of the beginning of a COVID outbreak where anyone working in a hospital or paramedic or firefighter, everyone was like, saluted. And uh, like I remember being in a, a charge or be, hanging out with the charge nurse before going out to the rounds in the ER and then her breaking it down and giving everyone orders, walking around the little break room acting like a general. And to me, like when I see this, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I remember that day." And that's really exactly how it went. That's
0: so. I just now I just imagine some imperial officer in a hospital just going, "We are healthcare providers. We are gonna help with COVID. We're gonna <laughs> find everything." Like that's that's uh, that's that's good. It's a good uh, comparison, but I think what they're talking about in this is more so yes. the people. Yes. <laughs> I, was, I was going more verbatim. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no, I gotcha. Um, this was actually my first um, pick for the One Chimer. So yeah. I, I really, really liked this one just because you see, again, how kind of diabolical the Empire is and how much they believe that they are right in what they're doing and that they just need to. Basically, suss out all the, all the bacteria, and it was a really cool, really cool parallel. Justin, exactly. Um, excellent. We're going to move on to mine. Mine is the longest one so far, and I'm sorry at 37 seconds, but I enjoy it a lot. Here we go. You said I know you.
2: I know the outside. I know what people tell me when I ask. The rest, I imagine. I imagine your hate. I imagine that no matter what you tell me or tell yourself, you'll ultimately die fighting these bastards. So what I'm asking is this. Wouldn't you rather give it all at once to something real than carve off useless pieces till there's nothing left? I didn't risk my ass for the Starbath unit. I came for you.
0: I love that guy. Um... His speeches are fantastic, and he just gets you pumped up, you know what I mean? I also really, really just enjoy how he gets Cassian to work with him, you know? Because he's like, I don't just know your name, man. I have done my research, and I know where you're from, which kind of leads to the question of how the hell do you know all this stuff about him? Who are you? To th- where you get all this information, you know how how do you get all this stuff? But I- I'm sure we'll we'll figure that out later on. Um, I still, anytime that that Skarsgård is on the screen and he's making some sort of speech, when he was talking to Vell, and he shouts at her like it was just like, huh? All right, I'm listening. I'm listening now. And then he's again, he just gets me pumped, man. And I hope he lasts through the whole season. If not the whole series, um, because he is a wonderful addition to the Star Wars universe for sure. Um, and was it the second Skarsgard now that's been in Star Wars? So there was the other I think the so. other Skarsgard was the voice of Thrawn in Rebels.
1: Oh one of them, yeah.
0: I believe. And then we got we got this one. So it's yeah, I, I just can't wait to see more of him and, and more of how he kind of forms this re- re- rebellion, alliance, whatever. Um, anyway, excellent picks, guys. Thank you for participating. We have one more segment. Wow, this show's going a little bit uh, quicker than, than most, I feel like, but that's okay. This episode was short. and We didn't have three episodes to talk about. <laughs> that definitely makes a difference, so. On to our final segment. <laughs> it's the tuscan raider it's the part of the show where we rate the episode out of 10 which we do it at this time 10 uh kyber crystals
2: yeah so hugh Mm. let's
0: start with you what would you rate this episode of
2: andor out of 10 kyber crystals um before our discussion i probably said six i uh, like to bump that up to 7.5. You guys really you know, pulled out some of the finer details uh, for me, and I think I've come to appreciate it more. I was just, like I said again, kind of taken aback after kind of getting to that uh, point of more action and movement and reckoning that I was expecting that to continue uh, with this one, and it didn't. So it was a bit of a letdown for me. But uh, all in all, just all the points we've covered today, it reinforces that you know there's a greater storytelling uh being told here and uh like i've said multiple times it's it's doing one of the best jobs i've ever seen from a, a writing standpoint For sure. in star wars
0: excellent justin what about you
2: solid seven okay
1: it's exactly what Hugh said like there's not a lot of explosions or action going on but the dialogue is there the writing is impeccable is awesome uh it, it's it's good to see a show be more. I would uh, lack of their better word intellectual rather than visually appealing. So, to me, solid seven. After talking like before, I'd say six. But yeah, all right, good seven.
0: And I'm also giving it a seven. So we're at about a seven point two five for the entire. Thing here, which is that's a great rating. Um, I think last week we had what eight, I think it was eight, somewhere around there for uh, Mm -hmm. for all Mm -hmm. three episodes. So we are on par. Um, there haven't been too many. I mean, we are giant fans of Star Wars, obviously, so like there aren't too many episodes that we're like two, but (laughs) we definitely had a time with the Bad Batch where uh. Oh,
1: those are those are straight ones, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> that that was such a hard season. To it's
2: catch. omega. I'm like, shut up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, that that's probably the only time that we've we've gone less than a a six. <laughs> um, so yeah, excellent. That's uh, that's basically the end of the show for the most part. We have a couple of things to go through, and the the one thing is Hugh. I would love for you to. Tell all the viewers and the listeners out there where they can find you, where they can find your podcast, how uh, they can get in touch with you, all that good stuff. Hey,
2: uh, thanks, first of all, for having me get, having me on, guys. It's been fun talking with you all. Uh, as you can see, my name, at Johnson on Twitter. Um, I come, like I said, from the Nerd AF Show. Uh, we're a podcast about all things nerdy, where nerd intersects with pop culture, having those deeper discussions there. Uh, you can find us Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Nerd AF Show. We also stream live to Facebook and Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Nerd AF Show. So be sure to check us out. And we'd love to have one or both of you on at some point. So uh, to talk some Star Wars, of course. Absolutely.
0: Um, I am mean, I got a pretty open schedule for the most part. I know Justin's a little harder to, to nail down. But I'm sure we could work something out. I know, I know we can work something out. Absolutely. There you go. Um, Justin, you still staying uh, staying dark over there? You don't want always. To, you know? Okay, cool. Well, thank you everyone for joining us today. Um, on this week's episode of Quest Me. Um, next week we're gonna be live again Tuesday, probably around 9, nine 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 thirty Central Time, eight eight thirty Mountain Standard Time. Um, to talk about episode five, we're gonna have uh another new guest next week. It is JT Crusader. I'm so excited to have him on. He did the um. He did the audiobook version of *Air to the Empire that is on YouTube, that is free. He did an excellent job. I listened to a couple different audiobooks, and his was by far my favorite. Um, so I'm extremely excited to get him on to not only talk about Star Wars with him, but talk about some of his upcoming projects that he just announced, because they're really cool. Um, and so, yeah, again... Definitely next week. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. There was a few people here, and thanks for hanging out. We had Phil, we had Roy, we had Jeremy. Um, I know there was a couple other people watching and and whatnot, so thank you all so much from the bottom of my heart for for supporting us in this little endeavor that we call QuestMe. So, for QuestMe... I'm Justin. And I'm Josh, and we're going to talk at you next week. And the floor should be with you.